Think about making a podcast but don't know how or where to start? Well, Spotify has you covered. Spotify now offers a podcasting service called Spotify for Podcasters. You can create, record, and edit your content right on your phone or computer. You can even monetize your podcast. So download the app today or visit podcasters.spotify.com. And then she'll do all this shit. She did Roman's Revenge and she did Roman Reloaded, Roman Unloaded, Roman Catholic, all that shit. <laughs> she could just give you all that. She could just give you, you know, not whatever. Roman Catholic. On this episode of The Color Lavender, we talk about Pink Friday 2, Dwight Howard, and Little Nas X. Stay tuned and find out more on this episode. Welcome to the Color Lavender Podcast, a podcast that talks about what is going on in the world we live in and how it affects queer folks. I'm PJ. I'm David. Kaija. All right. How's everyone's week been? I'm not ready to go to work. I don't want to. That's all I got to say. Well, how was your past week? It's stressful because it's a long story. I'm gonna have to tell you later, but yeah, stressful. I was glad for the weekend, and then the weekend just flew by. So I'm not happy, but I'm okay. I'm I'm doing good. Okay, Nija. Oh, what you say? I guess I'll go. Oh. <laughs> happened oh it's been okay so last week was cool um in terms of work and stuff not too much going on but this past weekend though so friday and saturday it was very eventful i was around a bunch of people um i had an event on friday uh that lasted until i don't know 10 but we didn't i didn't get home until midnight didn't go to sleep till one just to wake up at seven 30 because I had a woman's conference on Saturday morning. And so, yes, it has been a lot. And then I had two Christmas parties child. I was running around this town. Like I was grown and it's too much. Christmas so, party. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, two, two, two families that, uh, I'm friends with and, uh, yeah, they had a couple of Christmas parties. Well, what happened was usually one of them, they typically have it on the first weekend in December. So it was supposed to be uh, last weekend, but she was out of town. And so they had to move it to to um, this past Saturday and nobody communicated with each other or they you know, didn't figure that out until the last minute. So yeah, so it ended up being two parties on the same night. Um, so I ended up going to both and child, I was tired. Okay. And I came back to do my usual, which is plop on my couch and watch SVU, but then SVU was watching me. So yeah. Yes, SVU, uh, <laughs> baby. Shout out to yes. Olivia Benson, baby. 
Okay. And I, but I restarted. So I restarted because, you know, SV was my comfort show. And let me tell you, Paul knows I can't stand Stabler. I'm like, how is your name Stabler when you are the least stable person on the show? Okay. That's, nice. That's my. Okay. I so. love Stabler. You love Chris Maloney, sir. Well, first Let's of all, um, first of all, it doesn't matter. Uh, Stabler is hot as hell. Olivia Benson gets on my goddamn nerves. And, hey, hey, um, hey, Not too much on my face. She got on too my much. nerves. And <laughs> you know how I feel about Rollins later on in the show. She got on my nerves, too. Yes. She, she got a little better towards the end. She got a little better. She got a little better. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when she first... When she first came on to SVU Rollins, mm-mm, mm-mm. I never like Amaro. Her sister. What you say? I don't like Amaro. Amaro was my least favorite. You know what? I, I like Amaro, but I feel like every character because Danny Pino is the one that plays the that plays Amaro. Mm-hmm. Every character he plays, he's always like this conflicted cop who keeps on like letting women kind of take over his, his career, place. and it's always it's it's all it's like dog relax. So right. yeah, because I because he was in uh, what show was it? Um, Cold okay. Case. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like that. And I'm like, dude, why do you keep on? But actually, when he came back, like, later on in the series um, for SVU, I actually really liked him. I was like, oh, look at him. And then yeah. he had the white beard and stuff. I was like, he looked good. He's like a real city. <laughs> he, was, he, he did look good. He did look good. So did. So I did. Yeah. But <sighs> how was your weekend, Paul? Um, It was good. Uh. Friday? What did I do? Oh my god. I don't even know what I did, honestly. Yesterday... What did I do yesterday? See, shit. I don't even remember. See, this is what happens. Oh, I went to Koreatown and had some lunch. Um, Me and Brian went to Little Island off the Hudson River. That was fun. Um, That was pretty much it and then today i went to see a friend's show it was a a comedy musical about it was a jewish comedy musical um a satire so it was very funny and fun uh yeah so and i went to get we got some food and then we came back home so that was that was my weekend but this upcoming week um you know our my job is having a christmas holiday winter fest party at the end of the week. So, um, yeah. Is it formal or is it just like an office party? Oh, it's just an office. It's, it's like a casual thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah, that's how my week was and my weekend. But um, I'm so glad to be with you all again this week. Uh, we have great topics this week. Um, we're going to start off with our quote of the week. Nyjah, take us through our quote. So um, for this episode, I decided to uh, quote Miss Eleanor Roosevelt. And her quote is, no one can make you feel inferior without giving consent. And yes. that speaks to me personally. So, yes, Miss Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. yes. I love um, it. Yeah, um, a lot of people have been giving people consent to make them feel some type of way. And I'm like, listen, you, you, you're allowing it. And I'm a need for y'all to get a backbone out here and heal a little bit so that when you can stand on business, because yeah, 
Because y'all, people, they love to blame the other person all the time for, you know, making them feel. So it was like, listen, sometimes it's not about what the person says. Sometimes it's what you answer to. So y'all got to, y'all got to stand on it. Y'all got to stand on some business now. Preach. Preach. Yes. I love Eleanor Roosevelt. I, uh, Brian and I went to go see her uh, estate um, a few years ago. It was like, I think it was pre-pandemic in upstate in Hyde Park, New York. It's actually a great uh, museum and her, you can tour the grounds. It's actually pretty cool uh, if you are in upstate. Um, actually, we passed it during my bachelor weekend. Um, oh, no Yeah. So, yeah, if oh. we're ever in the area again, I would love to go with you all to Eleanor Roosevelt's estate. Um, did y'all sure. know Eleanor Roosevelt was related to FDR? What? Yeah, she was his fifth cousin. Hell no, I didn't know that. I feel like I may have heard that years Oof. ago. His fifth cousin? Okay, so like he's a distant relative, but like... Still yeah, 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 distant relative. That's weird. And they couldn't That's... stand each other. That I yeah, okay. you know what? I heard, I heard that. I, well, I think you were the one that told me that a while back. Yeah, she, well, we all know, like, you know, they've been said that she was a queer woman, but she, you know, obviously cannot be out because <laughs> she's married to the president. But yeah, she, they did not get along. That's why they had separate estates. They had separate homes because she's like, I need to get the fuck away from you. Yeah, you yeah. definitely told me that. I, yeah, <laughs> that part I do remember, but I didn't know they was related. Uh, you know. I, we know Wait, we is were... it near? Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, is it near the um because when we we were where did where did we go? We went to the Rockefeller uh museum, I think is where we went. No, we is went that, to, is it near that? We went to the uh the Vanderbilt mansion. That's what it was. But yeah. it's near that. Yes, it's near that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. we should definitely go. All right, let's talk about it's giving success shout outs. Um, so when we have one this week, uh, congrats to all the contestants who were announced for season 16 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, we're at another season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, but special shout out to New York City Queen Dawn. Um, she's one of the contestants of the season. And um, this is great because I know Dawn. Um, actually, I was there during her first performance, drag performance. We used to... Oh. Kiki backstage during my very brief stint of drag in New York City. I've seen her uh, perform and grow, and she's such a sickening queen. I'm so happy for her that she's on the show, and we are looking forward to seeing her. So congrats to all the contestants on Drag Race. I'm so excited. You know know I love to meet some Drag Race. Yes, we do. We are very well aware of your love for that show. That don't seem to end. It's kind of like Grey's Anatomy. It just I keeps mean, going and going and going. Don't come from Drag Race. I mean, you you watched The Voice. That voice should have ended years ago. Uh-uh, no. I, st- I ain't watched that show in I don't know how many years because the shit was getting on my nerves with all of it. And by the way, ain't, explain to me how this show had been number one for I don't know how many years and ain't been a single winner from that show that's done anything. Meanwhile, you got American Idol winners Kelly Clarkson won 22 years ago, 21 years ago. She's still probably the most successful one from that show. Like, how does this show keep keep coming on? You got all this talent and folks not going nowhere. There was that one, do you remember, I, I don't know if you've seen, 
it was one year where Alicia Keys' backup singer won. Mm-hmm. And where he been at? Still singing backup. Like, what are we doing? So, no, I ain't watched it in, you know. What are you going to say? Twice even start. I think it was 2009, 2010. It had to be like 2010 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they had all kinds of judges, you know, CeeLo Green and, you know, Christina Aguilera, uh, Alicia Keys, Usher, all these people. And ain't none of them famous? Not one? Isn't the the voice, you don't get a record deal if you win, right? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, that I, probably is part of it. Like American Idol, you did get a record deal with Jive Records, but mm. um, and The Voice, I don't think you got a record deal. I think it's merely for exposure. I don't really see the point of that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I no, you get so so. Actually, actually, you do. Um, oh, okay. You. You win a uh, hundred thousand dollars and a record deal with Universal Republic Records. Oh, that record label must be trash. <laughs> it I must be a terrible record money. label because I heard not no damn album from any of them. The very first guy that won, Javier Colon, which by the way, go look him up. He is extremely talented. That motherfucker had a career before going on The Voice. A lot of and them I do, heard, and I heard nothing from him since. Um, and, Paula DeAnda had a career before The Voice. Show did. I know exactly what you're talking about. Show did. Yep. And, Paula. Yep. She had one or two good songs before. She had two. She had two hits. Two hits. Did she have a song called "Walk Away"? Yep, that was her biggest hit. Oh, oh, I oh wow! I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah, that was her biggest hit, "Walk Away," and the second one was um, "Easy" featuring uh, Lil Wayne. Think that one I do. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that one. Wow, man. Um Yeah, I'm I'm looking at these uh yeah, these names from past winners, and I don't recognize any of these names to be honest. And also, David, um, uh, I would argue that Jennifer Hudson is probably the biggest star from American yeah. Idol. Even though yeah. she didn't win, but she she won in life, so yeah, 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 yeah. I was only saying of the winners, I think that she was uh. Yeah, but anyway. Gotcha, gotcha, Fantasia's good. Fantasia, she's living well. But I, yeah, I think true. Kelly Clarkson is still the most successful in terms of like, like Kelly Clarkson, she's done the most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. True, true. I remember, I feel like, I feel like Breakaway was like our graduating song when, when we were like, I think it was like Man. going like middle school, going into high school or something, or or it was probably like maybe maybe like going into middle school. I think for me, yeah, um, I can't remember. Y'all know, was, uh, I remember. y'all know that uh, there's a it's either TikTok or it's a, a tweet or whatever that says name your uh, if you're a black person name your white people song that's a bop. Breakaway was one of my songs. Uh, what hurts the most is my song uh, from Rascal Flatts. But breakaway, let me tell you, it be having me looking looking out the window, thinking I'm in the I'm in the video. Like, man, it had it had me thinking I'm breaking up with somebody with with my longtime crush from back in the day and leaving my hometown. Like, man. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. 
No, it's all good. Um, all right. So we are at the meat and potatoes of this podcast. We are talking about our topics. Um, so our first topic, Nija, take us away. Mm. Don't do no. that. Don't do that. Um, first of all, can y'all, hear the, can y'all hear the train? Because like, there's a train going by right now. No, can I don't hear, hear anything. No. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Because y'all know I live literally right next to a train track. And so it literally sounds like it's going through my living room. Um, so the first topic that we have is Nicki Minaj's uh, Pink Friday 2. So this is the sequel to her original album um, from 2009, I think was her debut. Or it might have been 2011, um, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, it's it's a follow-up from uh, her original um, first album, which is Pink Friday. I listened to it. Okay, so... I'm, let me preface by saying that I am not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan. Um, I will probably argue that Truffle Butter is probably my favorite song by her. And it's not so much of what they're saying, but I just like the groove of it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's my, like, Dave was about to be like, Truffle Butter. That's what I was uh, going to say. That's what? What, yeah, Truffle Butter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Keep in mind. She's not a lyrical miracle type of artist to me anyway. Like she doesn't really say much. And that's actually, that's exactly what I got out of this. So it's 22 songs on this album. And when I first seen the track list, I'm like, dear sweet baby Jesus. I don't want to hear 22 songs from anybody on any one album, unless it's from an older artist from way back when, when, when albums were actually good. So I really didn't have much expectations anyway. Um, going into this but I was like okay what the heck I'll go ahead because I mean she's a huge artist and so I kind of feel like I need to uh, bring this uh, conversation here shoot my watch so um I did not get I wasn't wowed I wasn't impressed I listened to every single song um with an exception to a couple that's like already circulating on TikTok so I just kind of skipped those but um yeah the I honestly feel like it's just regurgitated themes of my pussy is good, it's fat, my ass is fat, um, I know how to ride dick, sub dick. Um, also, uh, oh, you bitches are my sons, all you bitches wanna be me, you know, shit like that. Very teeny boppy, you know, little quirky, I guess, um, fucking metaphors and shit that she uses. Nothing there's just, there's no type of maturity in this album whatsoever. And for you to be, you know, the age that you are, I don't want to be an ageist necessarily, but I do feel like that if you're, you know, if you're 40 or in your upper thirties, I think she's like 40 or something. But when you are, you know, up in age, married and you have a child, I kind of feel like your music should be a little bit more mature and should probably match what your life is at that point. Um, she did have a song that was dedicated to her son, which I think was the first one. And she had one that was dedicated to her husband somewhere in the middle of the, of the album. Um, so honestly, it was only maybe like two or three records that you would consider mature, but even out of the two or three records that it was, um, the first one, literally the intro, it, it honestly relied heavily on the sample. I didn't really get much out of what she was really talking about. And it was really hard to understand what she was talking about because it's a lot of that mumble stuff, which by the way, um, hmm? I was going to say, basically the sam- basically the first song was Billie Eilish's song, Sped Up. 
Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like, it really relied heavily on that. But also, I mean, to be fair, the singing a lot. She did a lot of singing on this album too, which kind of distracted me a little bit because I've never been a fan of her singing specifically as well. Um, by the way, somebody did say that they think that she can make an entire album singing. I would never listen to that because I don't like her singing and I don't think that she can sing necessarily. She can carry a tune. I'll give her that. But in terms of actual singing, if we're looking at vocalists, of course, you know, like Yolanda Adams or Amber Riley, people like them, she's not a singer. So, yeah. Um, honestly, I think that Pink Friday Girls that had the Cindy Lauper Girls Just Want to Have Fun sample, that's probably the standout to me. And that's probably that that song, if anything, is soundtrack worthy. Like I, I can honestly hear that being played in commercials or soundtracks. But other than that, everything else to me is like, meh. It, it was pretty mid to me. Thoughts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul, I don't know if you go. You was going to bring this up. Um, I went back and listened to the original Pink Friday. I'm just going to go through um, the track, some of the track list, some of the tracks from that album. Roman's Revenge, Did It On Him, Right Through Me, Fly, Save Me, Moment for Life, um, Your Love, Super Bass, Blow Your Mind, um, Bedrock. Um... Those are some of her bigger songs, and they're all on the same album. I'm just going to say Pink Friday probably was her best one um, because it was innovative, because she was doing a bunch of stuff, because of rapping, because of the features, because of all this stuff. And I just, it was just, it, I, so it was 2010 when this came out. So we were in high school when this mm -hmm. came out. And we, and folks were playing it like, all the time like it was in, it was in cars i'm i'm trying to tell you we was listening to the radio back then moment for life was coming on every other song um 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 your love was coming out every every other song moment for life and right through me and did it on him not so much roman's roman's revenge but that's a personal favorite of mine i understand like folks are like eh, i love that song <laughs> but, and, I mean, you know, people are like whatever about this song i'm gonna tell you this and i don't think anybody brought this up you know what Pink Friday 2 reminds me of? Why? The last 10 years of Chris Brown's career. And what I mean by that is, now, y'all, now, Paul, I think you and I disagree on his last great album. I say it's Fortune. I think you said it was Fame. Yeah. Was his last great one. So when I listened, so I went back and I looked through those and, you know, and so after Fortune, there's X, Fan of the Fan, Royalty. His content started, his like music started to go downhill as soon as Fan of a Fan came out. Because that was the one he did with Tyga. Uh, that's when it started to sound more hip hoppy, and it has not changed since. Um, and I feel like that sound is a popular sound amongst especially rappers, but like singers like him. And Chris Brown's been doing it the same way because he can't afford to lose his fan base because all of his OG fans left him after he decided that he was that that he wasn't gonna act right. We ain't need, we don't need to rehash it. We know what he has done. Um, but the point is, all them fans now, them straight black men that are his his fans, we don't have to go into why, but that listen to that same stuff, he's been making it for the last 10 years. And I feel like it sounds just like Pink Friday, too. It's that same like trap beat 
you know, stuff. And I'm just like, you know, and listen, sampling is inevitable, right? You know, Beyonce did it on Renaissance. You know, um, Kanye has been doing it for his entire career. Um, you know, a whole lot of people do samples. I mean, listen, people run out of ideas. It's fine. People sometimes, you know, the old stuff, it works now, right? Sampling is fine when it's done right. Um, I, I, you know, when I, one of my favorite Kanye songs is, um, uh, uh, what is it? It's a newer one. It's the one where he uses a Lauryn Hill sample. Um, do what I say or whatever it's called. Um, he, she use, he uses a, a sample from that thing. It's like, literally it's my, it's from, um, one of his most recent albums. I can't even remember the name of it, but it's one of my favorite Kanye songs. Like it's done well, but all of that is just, it just, she could have kept it, honestly. I so anyway. you, you know I'm a pop girly. <laughs> That's what the yes. children say nowadays. The girlies, yes, um, the girlies, the girlies. So we all know I'm the I'm the most pop loving person out of the three of us. So you know, yes, like when Pink Friday came out, I was more um, in tune with uh, Roman Reloaded because that was when a lot of her poppy hits were on there. You yep. have Ba Ba Boom, you have Super Bass, you have. Um, yep, yep. You have Roman uh, Roman's, um, Roman Holiday, you have mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe, all of those, Pound the Alarm, all of those. So, you know, that's me. I know Nigel can be like, oh, here you go, Paul. Stupid <laughs> But, you know, that was my thing, Pop. So, but it made sense. Now, I want to say for Pink Friday 2, I was bored. That's first and foremost. I yeah. was listening to the songs. I was like, this is boring. Like... <laughs> And I feel like rap, I'm, you know, rap shouldn't be boring. That's first and foremost. Also, the samples were lazy. Like, it literally seemed yeah. like you took a song, I'm just going to speed it up, and I want to add a ver- some verses to it. Like, honestly, it was so lazy to me. I think it was done poorly. If the, the album feels like it's not finished. Like, she was like, I need to put this out because the, the Barb's are angry that I've been waiting so long to put this album out. So I was going to put it Barb's. out. Um, and I, I'm the only song that I found slightly okay, and that's because of the melody, not because of the lyrics, is Cowgirl. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's basically just her riding some dick and Cowgirl. That's literally what it's about. But I like the melody. I'll give it that. But um, that shit, what was that song with little, little Uzi? Keep it. Everybody, I think oh, it's yeah. called Everybody. Yeah, yeah, Everybody. Yeah, that's song. Yeah, they could have kept that. They could have yeah. kept. What, what was that? Um, I was yeah. over it. And also the the songs on there, it doesn't. The album does not scream Pink Friday. I feel like it's it's named wrong. Yeah, it just it didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, there there were a couple songs there were a couple songs that I said okay this can tie back to Pink Friday I can't remember but the thing about it is I can't even remember which one it was because it's not that memorable to me personally um, but yeah I mean look she didn't did okay here's my thing first of all 22 songs is too long for an album I think yes. um, and I especially considering today right I think that for any for any artist, for the most part, I, I really feel like maybe 13, 14 songs would have been good. She could have scrapped like half of this album 
and 13, 14 songs would have been perfectly fine. She could have done what she's done in the past, which is the deluxe shit. You know, she'll give you however many and then she'll do the deluxe and then she'll do all this shit. She did Roman's Revenge and she did Roman Reloaded, Roman Unloaded, Roman Catholic, all that shit. She could just give you all that shit. She could just give you, you know, Not Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic, Roman Empire. She can do that. That's literally what she used to do, which is give you however many songs and then she she can go and give you the deluxe version. I think she could have done the same thing with this. I think she could have just given us half of that and then do like a Pink Friday 2 Reloaded. But yeah, um, there was one, I think it kind of reminded me of like Starships or something or Super Base. It might have been Super Base that there was one on here that was like that. But yeah, I I didn't I didn't get much. And she, I'm, I don't know why I keep expecting for her to be more mature with her sound and her music. I just, I don't know why I keep expecting that, knowing that she's only ever, like, literally. And you know what? There was one thing that did stand out to me. She said on the, on one of the songs that you bitches have to twerk to se- to have sex appeal. And I'm like, ma'am, your entire artistry, your entire career is about having a fat-ass good pussy and all this other shit. The it's not like, you know, like, it, it's not like your artistry or your career is based off of intelligence or intelligent rap. It's like... You literally have only sold sex your entire time. Like, so that was a little hypocritical for me. And yeah, that's, that's all I got for that. <laughs> just, just as a, as a, just to revert back to what I was talking about, the Kanye West song I was referring to is called Believe What I Say. Um, and it is from the Donda album, that mm. ridiculous album that had a black, you know, the black towel. But that was the one song on that album that I really, really liked. Believe what I say, because because again, it had that uh doo wop, uh the the doo wop sample. Um, even though as a disclaimer, um, I am uh, uh the chairman of the Lauren Hill Hater Club because I can't stand that woman for reasons that we can get into in a different episode. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So another episode we're gonna get into. All I'm gonna say is, um, if she has no haters, it means I'm dead or or I can't talk because. Yeah, that's a different story. But uh, yeah, no, just wanted to put that out there. So, anyway. also, I want to bring up how there was a a quote from Nicki Minaj recently. I don't know if it was an interview, but she they were talking about she was talking about body positivity, and she was like, "Oh, something about I don't agree with body positivity, like unless it's healthy or done in a healthy way." And I was like, "Bitch." That that's not what bo- body positivity is. Also, if you want to talk about healthy bodies, you're the same one who got all those silicone injections and all those BBLs and all that shit. That's not healthy. So what are you talking about? Like you don't you're the main person who like altered your body for appeal and you're talking about, well, you know, um, you know, body positivity, if it's done the correct way or if it's healthy, then it then I agree with it. Girl bye. The uh, the audacity. The audacity. That's that's it. And she used to deny the fact that she got ass shots for years. Remember, because it was, you know, I mean, that was like really the the, the talk of her, I guess, her uh, her image, you know, right from the beginning was, you know, her ass shots. And them shits, you remember them shits used to be hard? Like, she used to fucking, she used to fucking twirl 
She used to fucking twirl them damn cement blocks on them little ass legs for I don't know how long. <laughs> Not cement blocks. Jeez, you got shits to used to be Them shits used to be hard as shit before. I would say, and even I think like during like pink print, I think during like pink print was when she, I think she actually like went up and she, she it, <laughs> like she got it bigger. And then somewhere, I guess the shit deflated. I don't know. But you know, I just Bruh. Yeah, like ma'am, your entire image has 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 always been about whatever sex appeal, hyper hypersexualization of yourself and appealing to men and everything. I mean, hey, if you want to get into the body positivity thing and all that other stuff, then listen, have a blast. But let's also be completely honest about where you started. Right. And the whole point of body positivity is about not having rules. Like people are happy within their own bodies. So you putting these standards on body positivity is literally the opposite of what body positivity means. Yeah, for sure. I just want you guys to know that the bars are going to kill all of us. Oh, yeah, they're going to kill us. This they're going to kill us. Um, it's you, okay. I'll take it's, it. It's okay. Um, it's okay. But, you know, like we said, even the artists we do love, they're, we are very honest. Like, there's a lot of songs and albums from the artists that we do adore that we don't like. Um, so, yeah, like, we're, we're just being fair. Like, um, I'm a, everyone knows I'm the biggest little monster there is. I love Lady Gaga, but I hated, hated Perfect Illusion. I thought that was a shit song. I also didn't like Joanne. Oh, yeah. I remember you said that. That's crazy. That, that's another conversation. I'm not surprised. Yeah, right. And, That's off air. And her, and her infamous SNL performance I, with the illustrious. I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, oh hell no! I forgot about that. Do what you want. Uh, and what's sad about it is that "Do What You Want" actually her vocals sounded great in that song, but it just was ruined by the fact that first of all she recorded it with him and second of all she performed that song twice twice one on snl and one at the american music awards yeah with the pied piper <laughs> that's the yeah anyway, we ain't gonna get into that <laughs> any hoosies anyhow yeah. um all right our next topic um david you want to lead us into what our next topic is okay See this, and I've become actually. Like, actually, I'm, I'm going to pause you. Let's let's take a break. And we're back. <laughs> you are hilarious. I love how David like literally paused when you're like, eh. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna say something, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna say something, um, but anyway, anyway, let me uh, let me get into this topic. So, this is all allegations, um, but uh, well, first of all, I feel like I'm gonna have the identity of being the one that talks about controversial topics just because that's who I am in real life. Um, so, it is what it is. Um, so, I wanted to talk about something that happened a month or so ago. Was it, was it a month? October. So, like, a month and change. Um, so, everybody knows I'm a huge NBA fan. 
I love basketball. It's my favorite sport. I like the drama. I like the tea. Like, it's, it's so much. Basketball, the NBA is just one long story. But anyway, so Dwight Howard, for those of you who know him, was accused of sexual assault um, in a lawsuit by a Georgia man. I believe his name was Kitty or something like that. Yes. Um, obviously, these are just allegations. Nothing has been proven. We're not trying to get sued. Okay. Now, if he did that, he needs to pay up. He needs to pay that money. Just like Diddy paid that money to Cassie, he needs to pay that money to that man. And if he ends up getting charges filed against him, he needs to go to prison. Okay. But I got to be honest. That's not really what I wanted to touch on. You know, this this story is important. And, you know, if if this man did this stuff, he need to pay that money. I hope that Kitty get all that money from Dwight Howard. He'd have made two, three hundred million dollars. Um, he already got like eight, nine kids. He obviously can't afford it. Um, and if he did this, then he, you know, he need to go to jail. But this, but see, this story isn't really the problem. The problem I have with it is this is a terrible thing. Like the fact that it happened, this is a criminal act. But people are focused on who is the victim as opposed to the victim themselves. They're focused on the fact that the victim is a man. And there have been allegations floating around about Dwight Howard being bisexual or gay or whatever for eight years or so. And <clears throat> that doesn't matter in a case like this. Like, But the real issue is they clowning him and they're making that part of it a bigger deal than the actual thing that he allegedly did. And it just goes back to what I said before. This just goes back to what I said last week and what I've said in my real life. Folks are too concerned about folks' sexuality and not concerned about their actions. As soon as it came out that Diddy could have possibly sexually assaulted a guy, then suddenly... Now all of his allegations are believable. Now suddenly, you know, oh, well, he's disgusting and all this stuff, but all in women. What about that? Same with R. Kelly. I could just go on and on and on. And it leads to a, to a greater conversation also with, you know, toxic masculinity, especially amongst the African-American community. Um, and that leads into sports. And who is the dominant race in the NBA? That would be us, African-Americans, in case you don't know what color we are. Um, and... It, it it just leads to so much homophobia because I, I would say the toxic masculinity is literally, it is a byproduct of that or, you know, vice versa. And it's expected when you play a sport, you're supposed to be macho. You're supposed to be masculine. You're supposed to be, you know, strong. And you're supposed to sleep with a lot of women and blah, 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 blah. But if you're not those things, like you don't even have to be gay. If you're not those things, it's looked at negatively. But if you're gay in in a uh, professional sport, it's even worse. I can recall um, the very first African-American, uh, the, the very first um, former basketball player, John Amici, he came out, I believe in, excuse me, I believe it was 2005 or six. I remember this vividly. He had retired. He came out. Um, and this guy, um, so anyway, so this happened and people were talking about it and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he barely plays, so who cares? And, <clears throat> and 
this this guy on the radio gave an interview to Tim Hardaway, who um, was a multiple time NBA All Star, who you know played a bunch of seasons, who was just one of the greatest point guards ever, you know all this stuff. Well, he was interviewing Tim Hardaway about a bunch of stuff, and he and the last question he says, you know, last question, you know, John Amici just came out, like, how would you feel to have a gay teammate? And his response, now this is in two thousand five or six, um, and he's since apologized for this, but he said, um, I would do my best. Essentially, I'd do my best to avoid that teammate. I'd go to management and try to have him traded, um, and I don't like it at all. And the radio guy goes, you know what you just said is like flatly homophobic. And then he literally was like, yeah, I'm homophobic. I hate gay people. Like he actually said that. This was, two, again, this is early 2000s. He since apologized. He's like, basically, he's a Hall of Famer, like Hall of Fame talent career, but he hasn't gotten in, I think, because of that. And so, yeah, I said all that to say, um, we spend too much time as a society worried about somebody's sexuality and not enough about their actions or their character or their merits. Um, we spend so much time wanting everybody to be masculine and one and you know, the men to be masculine and women to be feminine. And we don't take into account the fact that it just ain't possible for some people. Like some men are not masculine. It's not possible. It's just not some women are not feminine. It is not possible. Um, and that's okay for them to be like that. So, I don't know. This, this whole like macho thing, we got to stop that. Just just cut that out cuz frankly it's embarrassing. It it's it's just uh, it, it's embarrassing, especially coming from black people. It is just embarrassing. So, well, one yeah. thing I would like to add um is that Dwight Howard um said that the acts were consensual. <clears throat> so he never denied yep. that he has sexual relations with this man. He said it was consensual, yep. it wasn't assault. Yep. So he, you know, he did have sexual relations with this man. Um he never came out of the closet or labeled himself anything, but you could I guess assume that he likes to engage in sexual activity with men as well. So um yeah. that's that. But, you know, sp- I, you know, I, I don't play sports. Um, I don't watch professional sports, mainly because of this reason. And it also reminds me of, like, drunk, fratty white men who just get on my fucking nerves. But anyway, um, yeah, it, I you know, yeah. you know, that's a whole other topic, especially with straight black men and how homophobic, homo- how homophobic it is in that community and how... Uh, it it's a whole it's all we can go on and on and on and on about that. But yeah, um, yeah. If you look at like even when I'm looking about like people who came out of the closet in professional sports, the only the only sport I could think of where a lot of them have is like figure skating and maybe maybe base it just baseball maybe. No, but I, I was going to say, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the WNBA has oh, quite a yeah. few. Yeah. They have quite a few um, LGBT folks um, that, you know, are there. And uh, in fact, a lot of their like bigger stars are, are, are queer. Like Brittany Griner, you know, obviously is, is one of the, the biggest ones there. And she's a lesbian. Like everybody know that. Um, Cheryl Swoops, like, there's there's like literal Hall of Famers from the WNBA who literally are married to women. Like 
it's it's just it's a thing that happens there and and you know and nobody really bats an eye because obviously people look at lesbians differently than they look at exactly but i was i was just getting ready to say that um even though there are definitely some repercussions you know if you're coming from a devoted you know christian or religious family you know, they don't care whether it's lesbian or gay or whatever. Like if you're, you know, sleeping with the same sex, then, you know, you're going to be exiled. But, but in terms of, um, I guess the way that society looks at it. Yeah. Lesbianism is widely more accepted in comparison. Um, and the thing black masculinity has, is, has been under attack for a very, very, very long time, pretty much since slavery. And so, yeah, now that you add the sexuality component to it, you know, it, yeah, it's one of those things where Black men have never been able to freely express themselves without always being deemed as gay or whatever the case may be. I mean, if you remember, you know, back in the 80s when it was like the androgynous, you know, like that time period when you had Prince and how they were dressing and stuff. And actually, like, actually straight Black dudes would say, literally the only borderline person that we accept is Prince. Like they would like, would say that. Um, but if you were not Prince and you were dressing a certain way or whatever, people would just automatically say, Oh, well you're gay or this and the third. And no, it could just be the fact that you just like to wear, you know, a nice blouse or something like who said that you had to be a woman, you know, to no, for real, like you, you just want to wear a nice blouse with some slacks or something like who said you gotta, you know, but yeah it's yeah black masculinity is it's it's constantly under attack and yeah people have been talking about uh dwight howard for years people have been saying things about him um and so yeah when this story came out i was like ooh, this is not gonna end well and i really feel like dwight howard i, I honestly feel like with him the accusations and like just the perception of him, I think outweighs his actual talent because he's a very talented basketball player. Oh yeah. I mean, he's getting old now. So he's like person at the end of his career. He want to come back, but like, yeah, he's uh, it, it's at least the last few years since these rumors then came out about him, it's kind of, you know, overshadowed it. And of course the, the main folks talking about it are on the shade room, which is the cancer to our community. Um, oh, don't get me started on the shade room. Another story. And by the way, I always found it. Speaking of this, Nigel, I always found it funny. Somebody said it was either on TikTok or Twitter or wherever. They was like, um, <laughs> "Dudes be saying we fighting demons, and the demons be bisexuality." <laughs> and it is the I, I, to this day, the first time I heard that, I swear to God, I was on the floor laughing. It was so funny, but it. I mean, it ain't that much of a lie. So, um, uh, I'm sorry. A lot of a lot of these black, a lot of these daddies, your black men, your daddy, are are queer, and they're just not out. Listen, Paul, and you know this. We we both we both in the community. We both been out here. We both been outside. If you know what I'm saying, you know this. It's a whole lot more men out here that's questioning or curious. Or bi or bi curious or bisexual, it's a whole lot more of them than folks understand, and that's okay, you know. Because I was talking to somebody the other day about DLs, the difference between being DL and being being in the closet. If you're in the closet, you're just in the closet. If you DL, them them the ones that'll beat us up, them the ones that that'll hate crimes. Those are the ones. But the point is, it's so many. It's 
the the ones like us, we know, we see them. They talk, they reach out to us. They they got whole families, kids, wives, and all this other stuff. They reach out to us on the low. Open up, us- you open up Grinder. If you open up Grinder right now, you'll find Homeboy from down the street on it. Listen. Saying Listen. I saying I I I saying I, I want to be bred uh, and breeded and shit. Oh my god! <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. No, 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 like no, no, no. it's so true. Like it's so it true. Is. And the thing is, you know that, that that speaks to a lot of other you know conversations about like DLs and um and also we need to as a as black queer folks we need to talk about why specifically black and brown gay men are obsessed with DL and straight men. We, that needs to be that needs to be addressed because um it what it does is just hold you back um it it's toxic yeah. behavior and yes. you wonder why you end up heartbroken or you're like oh i'm uh, you know i i'm gonna never find love I, but well look what you're doing yeah he went back to his girl or his wife and his kids and you might and you're like i but i love him well he don't love you he want his cake and eat it and, and want to eat it too. Like, you know, th- we know how this goes. Like I said, you and I have, have pr- I don't know if you've dealt with the, with the amount of times I have, but I can tell you it's a couple, I obviously no names. Cause you know, we ain't in the outing people, but I've talked to a few who, um, had, a, I didn't rather, it was one in particular. And you know, this Paul, I've told you about this one who had a whole wife and kids. And I didn't even know. Dude, dude's wife hit me up and was like, you know he married and got five kids, right? I said, I know now. <laughs> so I, I said all that to say, they out here. You know, like I said, we ain't in the outing, folks, because that's trashy. We not Perez Hilton. We not Jason Lee. Oh, that's all I'm Hilton. saying. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, so, but anyway. I can say, um, to your point about, you know, you said the DLs would be the ones to beat y'all up or something. It's that internalized homophobia. It's that self-hatred that that I think a lot of people want to talk about it. And actually, because, you know, because I'm a huge fan of SVU, but that's there's quite a bit of episodes on SVU where they actually explore that, where the hate crime comes from somebody, you know, who is actually a part of the community, but they have to basically save face and uh, or because, you know, their father or someone is like, oh, no, nah. um, you know, oh, actually, and speaking of, well, let me finish this one point. Yeah, but, you know, it's a lot of fathers and it's a lot of people that, you know, try to perpetuate a certain lifestyle or certain mm-hmm. things about gay people and everything. And so they internalize it because they're, you know, questioning themselves and because they don't know how to reconcile their own sexuality and their own urges and feelings, they then decide to, you know, resort to violence and everything. And actually, I'm glad that we got on this this uh, topic because I was going to ask and I actually asked Paul this, but Saucy Santana had recently, um, I would say uh, probably like a couple weeks ago or maybe last week or something. I think it was like maybe right after our first episode mm-hmm. where he had said that um, him being openly gay, he said that he would not, he would rather his son not be gay. If he had a son, he would rather him not be gay. And I've actually heard a couple of different people that belong to the community that have said that they um, would rather 
uh, their children be straight only because of what they've gone through and how they've had to deal with bullying and being subjected to homophobia. And so they wouldn't mm -hmm. want that for their children, which naturally parents would want things better for their kids. But right. you two belonging to the community, I wanted to know, even though I don't think, well, I know Paul for sure doesn't want to have kids, but... <laughs> I don't want to um, have either. <laughs> okay, but even... <laughs> Even still, I I, uh, I still wanted to um, to ask you both about that. Like, how do you feel about uh, people who are gay and their thoughts on that? If, say, for instance, if you were to change your mind and you wanted kids or something, like, mm -hmm. would you agree or disagree? I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Um. Well, first of all, I I get it coming from from us. I I understand I understand where it's coming from. So when it comes from someone gay like someone, you know, someone queer and they say, I'd rather my son not be gay. What they're actually saying is, like you said, I don't want my son or daughter or whatever to be subjected to, you know, bad behavior and legislation and all this other stuff. Like I, so I, I get it from that point. My issue is if you mean that, then you need to say that because when you say as a queer person, I don't, I wish my children, I, I hope my children are not gay. That is problematic because again, it just, it just perpetuates, you know, people, people saying, well, you know, I don't want them to be this because, you know, my children got to be a certain way and blah, 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 blah. And like, if you're, and again, if you're saying that because you don't want your child to be bullied, then say, I don't want them to be bullied, but kids get bullied for a lot of reasons. They get bullied because of their hair. They get bullied because of how they look. They get bullied because of their race, their weight, their sexuality. They get bullied. They get bullied if they have a disability, right? So if you don't want your kids to have to, to be bullied or mistreated, well, then what you're really saying is you don't want your kids to have any impediments. But if you got a black child, then that's an oppressed minority, a disabled child, a an overweight child, a, you know, um, a gay child, like if, if there's anything that could, that, that could cause your child to be bullied, which I'm not blaming them for, obviously, because bullying is a terrible thing. Um, then, then say that, but don't say, you know, oh, well, I don't want my kid to be gay. Like, no, I mean, it don't matter if you want them to be, they're going to be, if they are, then they're going to be that, you know? So you should say, folks need to not be so shitty to each other. Like, stop bullying each other. Like, that's, I think that's way more simple. Or it's it's just a better way of saying that. I, so I get the intention. I just, I just, um, I wish they were more clear about what what was actually meant. Um, because saying it like that is just, it's, it's not helpful. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if you feel differently, Paul, or not. No, I agree. I think um, everything you said was correct. Um, I would say that, I mean, even though if you look at our world right now, that it seems like we're going back in time. But, you know, to be fair, though, a lot has progressed than what it was yes. before. Um, sure. Things have progressed since David and I were in high school um, since then. And that wasn't even that long ago. It was only like a, what, a decade ago? 
Um, uh, yeah. And so, like, like you know, people are more tolerant and more expressive um, than before. So, of course, it's a different era. So, I Santana, what, grew up in the 90s, early 2000s? It's a different time. Yeah, he's, I think he's older than us. Yeah, different time than what it is now. So, I, I yes, there are, you will always run into ridicule um, when you're different than the norm. But at the same time, it's a different era. It's a different time your children may not get the same uh, experience that you did. But if they do right. get experience that you did, you as a queer parent is your job and your responsibility to be a good support for that person um, and make sure they're in the great, uh, uh, right, the right environment. Um, right. That's like, that's like saying if uh, let's say a black couple was like, we haven't children, but I don't want a son because the, my black son is going to be ridiculed for being a black man in America with all what's going on with police brutality and racism. Right. Like, okay. Um, and let's be clear. A lot of, uh, a lot of African-American parents do say shit like that. Like Nigel, you know, a lot, I hear a lot of black women who say like, Oh, I don't want a daughter. I don't want a daughter. I don't want a daughter. Uh, so yeah, the same thing. Cause be, Oh, girls, they're hard to raise. They're hard to raise. Are they? God. <laughs> so the daughter, the daughter part, and um, I know we we got to wrap this because we still have to get to another topic. But um, the daughter thing is more so because it that that is a generational thing of like of of being bullied by the mother. So it's it's some like that's a little different because it's like it's not no it's not so much about the outside world. That is like I don't want a daughter because I had a fucked up relationship with my mom. And so, cause I, I used to be that person. I used to literally say, if I have a, like, I don't want a girl because I internalize so much from dealing with my mom specifically, but then I've outgrown that sense. If I have a girl, I'm going to love her regardless. And it's, it is what it is. We're going to be besties and shit. But <laughs> I, I like that, like, that's a little different, I think in comparison to like what happens on the outside world. Um, but nonetheless, I do understand what you're saying though, about, kind of perpetuating that onto whatever your feelings are and fears onto the child. I, I get mm-hmm. that. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, also, Saucy Santana is actually 30, so he's much older than y'all. Oh. Um, Shit. Yeah. I'm I, actually, I'm older than he is by a few months, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Bobby yeah. Santana <laughs> grew up in the same era we did, basically. So, uh, yeah, like yeah. even in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it was still pretty homophobic in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Don't ask, don't tell was still a thing. Like yeah. gay marriage was not legalized. Uh, it was so much stuff happening. Like, so yeah, of course, hit Saucy Santana's child is going to be have a different life than. Saucy Santana did. Also, Saucy Tana get on my goddamn nerves because um, Saucy Tana, also the same person who said that like, if a man smokes hookah, it's it's feminine and they shouldn't smoke hookah. Bitch, shut up. Bye. Yeah, Saucy, yeah, Saucy Santana is one of those people where he he likes to, t- like, he basically, it's like a, if a man does this, he's too sassy, but then he's also the same person that will say, well, the gays, we know how to teach women how to be women. So, like, he says a lot of shit that I'm just like, all right, really? uh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You're, 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 you have, you are one of those people who have helped to continue to push the envelope in terms of being openly gay, rapping, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the, 
the gender bending stuff, whatever it is, you are definitely one of those people who we can look to in this generation to say, hey, we didn't have this, you know, in the early 2000s and stuff where somebody was openly gay, wearing makeup, nails, all this shit. But you're not teaching any woman how to be a woman. Let's not do that. And on that note... And let's note, not police heterosexual men about that shit. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to take a break before we move on to our next topic. We're... All right. We're back, 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 back again. <laughs> Only Nigel will get that reference because David refuses to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, 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 hey. You don't watch, right. watch Drag Race? We'll, no. We'll save that for another because we got to get to this. Level. All right. So, mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to our third, our final topic. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of things Tyrese trolling Lil Nas X and Lil Nas X new song slash new era. Um, so, for those who don't know, um, Lil Nas X posted a uh, a snippet on Instagram of a new song and was basically saying, like, oh, I'm entering my Christian era. Should I enter my Christian era? And Tyrese Gibson, if y'all don't know who he is, he's an R&B singer slash actor who's been in all the Fa- uh, Fast Furious franchise movies, um, responded to that. It was basically, I'm paraphrasing, so don't quote me on this, I'm paraphrasing. He basically was saying, y'all need to stop messing with my God or my Jesus Christ. Y'all can't be doing that to him, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, to Lil Nas X. Now, first of all, Tyrese, if one of your if one of your friends, like if Nelly, Ti, anyone d- was like, "I'm going to start a Christian rap album," you wouldn't have made that comment. But since the fact Little Nas X did, who was an out gay black rapper, hip hop artist, you had to make a statement. But you wouldn't have said that if if some if a straight black rapper said the same thing and then making a Christian rap album. So basically, you you showed your ass then and there. Second of all, Tyrese, it costs zero dollars and zero cents to shut the fuck up. And does it's free? <laughs> it's free. It's free. Ugh. It is definitely free. I'm so like at the end of the day, all of these rappers who are so pressed about Lil Nas X. Um, first of all, you're giving Lil Nas X more publicity. Second of all, he is like. Let him do what he needs to do. Stop going for him. Like, are y'all mad that this gay boy's song did better than y'all latest hit on the on the uh, on the um, charts? I don't know what it is. Y'all just mad that he's openly about himself and he's open and he's happy who he is and he's doing his damn thing. At the end of the day, Tyrese, you need to worry about um, your wife and all that drama you have going on and your mental health because you need a therapist badly. And oh um, because you're taking out your anger and your moods on the wrong people. We not the ones. First of all, I don't like I don't like looking at David when you be going in because his facial expression. <laughs> Very expressive with my facial expressions. I can't help it. That's David. why I said David, David could never David could never hide anything in a meeting. If we were in a meeting and someone says some bullshit and you just he couldn't hide it. He couldn't hide it. I'd have to go camera off. <laughs> I'd have to go camera off. It just it don't work out. 
Um, I don't know, Nigel, if you want to start with this, but because um, I have things to say, so. Uh, as far as like the whole Tyrese thing, I mean, I yeah, I didn't even know that Tyrese even said anything until Paul had put it in the outline. Um, but to your point, Paul, I mean, you 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 do remember when Snoop did a whole gospel album some years back, and he was on he was featured on the album, so. And, you know, it went number one on iTunes and all that stuff. And I have not listened to that album. Um, but I'm just like, Snoop doing a gospel album? I mean, you know what? It's not the first time where... Because you, when you look at Kirk Franklin, he's blurred that line of, like, gospel and, you know, other sounds and stuff. I get that. But he is, but he is a gospel artist. So to hear Snoop going from bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks to, oh, I'm grateful for Jesus, you know, hey. Um, but he was on that album. So, I mean, yeah, to your point, he, he's not going to say anything about anybody else. And yeah, Reese, he, he, it's like, I get tired of trying to defend him. It's like, you're such a, you're such a great actor. He can sing. I love, I love that raspy voice that he has, like, you know, singing and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, sir, sometimes you be putting your energy into all the other places and I just don't understand. And he all he Tyrese is also very long winded. Like, have you ever seen one of his captions for like anything? It's like whole paragraphs. And I'm like, dude, I'm not reading that. And I don't. So um, <laughs> I'm not uh, as far as Lil Nas X. Hey, you know what? <sighs> Just a couple years ago, he was dancing, you know, with the devil on stage and pissed everybody off. And people was like, oh, he's so satanic. But I think it was more so just a satire way of kind of looking at how Christians kind of viewed him as, oh, you're the devil because you're, you know, you're, homo you're you know, you're a homosexual and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's just like his way of doing it. I know that with, with you know, Lil Nas X is like the troll of all trolls. So maybe Christian era, maybe this is just like another way to kind of like piss them off. I have no idea. Um, have a blast. I'm not a Lil Nas X fan, so I'm not going to be paying him any mind anyway. And there's nothing that he does that honestly irritates me. Like as a Christian woman, I just don't give a shit. It's like do what you want to do. Have have a blast. So that's kind of what I have on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, Tyrese get on my damn nerves. He just do. I, every time I hear him talk, I'm like, can you just? Can you get? Can you just go to? Can you just do movies? Can you put out another album? Because I don't care to hear what you have to say. I just, I just don't. I, you know, like just. You know what? I'm, a, I'm gonna just be honest with you. You know, I, I've been very fortunate to grow up with, with very, you know, I've had a normal upbringing. I had great parents. They're, they're both very different. My mom and I are very similar. My dad. You know, we have some similarities, but we're overall pretty different. And they're both great people. They're both great parents. They taught me a lot. You know, I have older parents, so they, they taught me a lot. And one of the things they taught me is there are times and places where you just need to shut the hell up. Let me say that again in case y'all didn't hear me. There are times and places where sometimes you just need to shut the hell up. And there are certain people that just need to shut the hell up all the time. Like their, their lips need to be closed. They need to be glued shut. Tyrese is one of those people. Because, um, you know, when you open your mouth and you say dumb shit, it, it's embarrassing. Especially, it's, it's the worst when people, when you think you're smart 
and you and you use a bunch of big words like I use a bunch of big T- words. I, T I T I T I. I knew you were gonna say that. Yep, I forgot about it. expeditiously. Don't know how to spell it. Don't know what it means. Ain't seen the word ever in his life. But you know, I use a lot of big words. I actually know what they mean. But these folks using all these big words and not. You know, they just saying stuff. And it's like, it, it, you say every, they say everything and nothing at the same time. Just a whole lot of nothing. And he's one of those people. I have never seen a person write 10 entire paragraphs while saying absolutely nothing at all. It's just words on a page. <laughs> you know, so I don't pay him no mind because it's Tyrese. I don't take him seriously. Unless he's singing on a record or he's in a movie. I don't, I don't care what, nothing he got to say. In terms of Lil Nas X, I am getting real tired of these, these folks that have all this fake ass outrage about, oh, well, you, you ain't finna mess with my God. And, you know, oh, well, you, you disrespecting God, you know, it's, I just love my God so much. And these are the same ones that got eight kids by seven different people and no ring. Right. And um, these are the same ones that that be throwing their kids out for stupid reasons. These are the same ones that be cheating on their spouses. These are the same ones having kids outside their marriage. The same ones smoking and drinking every day. Nothing wrong with drinking every day. You know, nothing wrong with a little drink, a little smoke every now and then. These are the ones that are smoking and drinking every day. These are the ones. Uh -uh, Not not nice. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go, go, go ahead, David. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. But, like, it's always gotten on my nerves whenever people are, like, have this fake outrage about how people are just, oh, they're so disrespectful to God. Oh. Or they, like, go into the church and they say, and they do all this stuff. Or they, they, they shout and praise and their brother is molesting half the kids in their they family. Like, it, 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 it really boggles my mind how y'all can say this. How many kids Tyrese got? Uh, five and how, uh, by how many women? Oh, he only got two. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, my point, Dwight Howard technically has six kids by by five different women. Yeah, yeah, and he got a whole lot. Yeah, he got a whole lot. There's a whole lot of NBA players got a whole lot of kids. But the, but you know, the point is that ain't no problem if you ain't out here talking about oh well you disrespected God and I'm a Christian and all of this stuff and you just. You just say that, and I'm, and I just am confused. Cause was you that when you was having them eight, nine kids by them seven different people with no ring? Ain't nothing wrong. Listen, sometimes accidents happen, but you can't pretend to be outraged that you know the openly gay rapper is talking about how he loved Jesus when you don't even live. That ain't even your lifestyle. Oh, well, the Bible say this. That ain't even your lifestyle, fam. Like you, was, you. He was the one talking about how you gonna act like, how you gonna up and leave me now, how you gonna act like that. And we talk about Lil Nas X? Please be so serious. So, I have an issue with that. And I'm getting real sick and tired of people coming at him, that Lil Nas X. Because he's just out here doing what he wanna do. Leave that man alone. If he wanna, you know, be out here with dudes and making out with them on stage, um, and then turn around and make a gospel album. Let him do it. Just leave him alone. Like leave us, leave us alone. But leave him alone, especially. So, 
that's all I got to say on that. I'm sorry, I'm long winded. You know, now I sound like Tyrese Hill. <laughs> no, 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 but, no worries. Yeah. But we said our piece. Um, yeah. All right. That that is that. Tyrese, just shut up. All right, we're going to move on to our recommendations that we have for y'all to engage in. Number one, we have The Stroll, which is a documentary that focuses on the history of Black and Lat and Latina trans women who worked as sex workers in the New York City meatpacking district. Um, it's a great documentary. I highly um, recommend it. It's on HBO. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Max. I'm sorry, Max. Um, it's on there, so check it out. Uh, the next one is Fellow Travelers, which is a TV series uh, starring Matt Bomer, Jonathan Bailey, Jelani Aladdin, a series that f- follows male federal workers hiding their sexuality during the McCarthy era and the Lavender Scare. Uh, it's on Showtime. It's a good show. I keep meaning to, to, to watch that. And the third is Black Mona Lisa, the new album, the fifth album from Billy Porter. Um it's a great, I love that album. Well, you know, I'm biased. I love me some Billy Porter, but um, it's a great album. Combines funk, house, theater, and pop all into one. What? Nothing. Nothing. I I, 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 I agree. I had to listen to it because I, I, I didn't realize that it came out. I heard about it. I never, I didn't know that it was already out. Uh, yeah, um, my favorite song is Funk is on a one. I make an ugly motherfucker feel sexy. I make a broke bitch feel real rich. You are a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our episode for this week, everyone. Please tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Color Lavender Podcast. We are out. Bye. Bye.